I have two special guests today, prominent artists from the NFT space. Giselle Flores is an artist of manual camera and visual video techniques. Incorporating conceptual practice, she explores our interconnected nature within the space of existence through the visual study of waves. Giselle holds 18 plus years of experience in the NYC photography scene. Working as a commercial still life photographer for brands such as L'Oreal, Revlon, ESPN, New York Times, Disney, many editorials such as V Magazine, Surface, and The Knot. Prior to this, she dedicated her time assisting professionals such as Greg Cadell, Alexi Hay, Fabio Chisola, and Richard Pierce as they moved their practices into the digital realm. She got involved in the blockchain and now she's our guest today. My other guest is Coldy, who Darkside NFT says, no conversation about crypto art, OGs, is complete without Coldy, a beloved creator, collector, and fixture in the community. Known for his stereoscopic 3D style and mixed media works, Coldy created the highly coveted decentralized portrait series featuring the likes of Warren Buffett and Ethereum co-founder Vitalik Buterin. He recently formed a boutique crypto art consultancy called Universe Contemporary with Lady Phoenix to share his expertise with new entrants to the space. So Coldy also joins us. Enjoy the conversation here on the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Becker. So I'd like to welcome a few special guests. Um, Giselle, why don't you talk a little bit about yourself? And we also have Coldy here. Maybe you guys could just kind of give people some background on who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, hello. My name is Giselle Flores, and I am an artist and have been an artist my whole life. Um, I entered the crypto art scene around 2018, and I primarily came as a uh, commercial, I was a commercial still life photographer before entering this. Um, and I was making very experimental type work anyways. So, you know, I was everything from exploding handbags to like on fire and explosions and water and splashes and mm -hmm. breaking things. So that's, that's where, that's my history mm -hmm. as to like my focus as to what it was. And mm -hmm. Now I'm in crypto art and making a mm. whole bunch of experimental uh, pieces with photography. And what about you, Coldy? What about you, Coldy? Um, yeah, uh, so my name is Coldy. Um, I've been doing uh, stereoscopic uh, 3D fine art uh, for just over 10 years now. And um, I found my way into NFTs in 2018. And uh, with that, um, I've just kind of done a whole bunch of experiments. Uh, one of them being a, a portrait series called Decentralize, where it's a collection of uh, found images of, of subjects that are recombined into a decentralized portrait. So it kind of talks, you know, to the movement and to the people that have kind of shaped the space. Mm -hmm. And um, are you both uh, on every platform or do you stay on like super rare or do you stay on foundation or do you have a, like, where would I find you? 
there are so many platforms popping up right now. It would be pretty impossible to be on all of them. Right. <laughs> it's uh, super rare is my main one, and uh, Known Origin, and and uh, a few others that are mm -hmm. that are growing and starting. What about you? Chloe? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, primarily also on Super Rare. I've done some sporadic drops on Nifty Gateway, and uh, some super random stuff on OpenSea. Mm -hmm. And you were doing some stuff in the metaverse, right? I think I saw something that you were working on in the metaverse. Uh, is that to me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've done a bunch of different kind of community events. Uh, it started back in uh, 20, uh, 2020 when COVID hit. Um, we, we had a Bitcoin show that was in San Francisco, and it got canceled because of all the shutdowns. So I had some land in crypto voxels and I just said, Hey, why not throw a show just for all our buddies to get to show our art off. And since then I've done probably three or four different similar type community shows where mm -hmm. I have, you know, 50, 60 artists, Giselle's been in them. Um, and it's just like a big way to like kind of galvanize the community and, and show off not only NFTs, but also the metaverse. So it's, yeah, yeah definitely love doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. There's some there's some really fun virtual events. Uh, uh, Coldy, are you also part of the Pransky Land? Yeah, I did do a Pransky Land. Uh, <laughs> nice. yeah, I can, yeah, so super quick, I'll, I'll give you a lowdown on that one. So there's this collector called Pranksy, and he had a whole bunch of land that he bought together in crypto voxels. We're talking, oh God, I don't know, 25 plots. So he went to a bunch of different artists and said, hey, if you develop the land will sell it and you know do like a, a sales split so um sounded like a fun experiment so i built a gold miner uh plot uh, based on uh, i have a series called proof of work and we did this plot and it just it became awesome i got my buddy to write a gold miner uh, instrumental uh rock jam for it and you walk into a literal mine so yeah it's the mm. crypto voxels you can do some really there's no rules, right? It's pretty wild. Hmm. It's so fun. I, I was also, I also have a plot on Pransky land and I had a really fun time doing these digital drops. It's my own take on the idea of digital drops because everybody shows off their, their new artworks as saying there's a big drop happening on, on Friday, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm coming from like drops of water and still life. So I, I, I took it a whole different way and, and just went super uh, wild with the Pransky land and what could happen. And I have digital, I have little drops rotating and flying and going all over the place in my land. It's really fun to change aspect and perspective. Pr Pransky land is in crypto voxels or it's something separate? Yeah, Correct. it's crypto voxels. Right. I just curated a show with um, Accelerate Art and Chainsaw NFT in crypto voxels in like a museum space. And that was my first sort of entree to crypto voxels. It was quite wild. Are, are, do you guys do anything in Decentraland? Um, I you know, have... I own some. Oh, go ahead, Giselle. No, I, no, I have, a, I have a small plot in Decentraland. <laughs> nothing yet. Uh, nothing yet for me. Have I done with it? Yeah. I... Sorry. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. Um, I have I have land in kind of each of them. I have a little bit of Somnium space, a little bit in Sandbox. I think it's important because uh, who knows what's going to shake out. Just to have a footprint in each one uh, makes me feel a little bit like safer. So at mm. least I know no matter who like takes the lead or whatever, I know that I have 
some access point for people. Yeah. So yeah, sandbox they say is gonna. You know, I hear you can even make games inside of the sand. I have a little. I want a little sandbox plot back when they started. Um, right. So I'm still holding that. <laughs> and uh, also with CryptoVoxel, I I I donated a plot to Woka. I, the Women of Crypto Art is a is something I helped co-found as well, and it's a place for just women to be collective and and to speak together. Mm. That's great. So you both of you have come to me through different sources who um, are kind of saying that you're wildly popular. And from what I can see, both of you have kind of like a wildly popular presence. Um, what is it that people really gravitate towards? What's the thing that really gravitates people towards your work? Um, I could go first if that's... Yeah, um, go uh, I think... What people really like about my work, I, I'm constantly experimenting. I'm just always, always doing something uh, visually and I love to share it. So I think that's the main reason people like to follow and, and see what's happening. It's almost like you're following, you're following the life of the artist now and the artist's life is, you know, what we can show. So that experimental and process is really big for me. What about you, Coldy? Uh, I think what, what people are drawn to with my work. Sometimes it's the, the historical aspect of kind of where we're at and uh, where, um, Here. okay, sorry, one second. Um, so, so basically I think the, the thing about my art is that I'm kind of working with a little bit of historical context with some of my stuff. So I try to distill like the movement into a, um, into a visual picture. So my portrait series, is um you know showing that as well as other projects like proof of work and um here you know what you guys let's move on i gotta drop my kid off it'll make things a whole lot easier um move on give me two minutes sure um so giselle um yeah you were working as a um commercial photographer mostly before you got into the crypto space yeah, uh, shooting mostly editorials and, and big brands like, uh, I mean, everywhere from V Magazine to, I mean, Macy's, Disney, ESPN, just like every big thing that wanted something different. You know, that was what I really loved doing. And, and small brands too, like like friends that were just starting their own passions, uh, like Watchmaker, Autodromo, like has made, you know, insane amount of progress in the last few years. and. Uh, just these small brands that have a lot of like attention to the quality of what they're making. I love that stuff. And how did you suddenly sort of enter the crypto world? Uh, it was pretty wild. Uh, as photography goes on, you know, everybody's a photographer now and the industry was really dwindling in, in a, a lot of ways with, you know, just very simple type of photography and uh, very kitschy and fast and and I was like, okay, I need to shift. I need to change what I'm doing. Like, it's just not the same anymore. And what I was doing was so wild and experimental and turning into video as well. And, you know, just, it was, it was kind of like my passion was shifting and, and the industry was shifting and I started searching. And my son was really into gaming and he was making his own uh, art galleries with like a game called Animal Jam, which is mm -hmm. uh, National Geographic. and. And I was like, wow, you can have, he's having, he's making his own artworks, trading them for other people's art. I was like, there has to be something like this for, for adults or, you know, every other 
digitally connected human. And so I started researching and I found a book called The Spatial Web. Mm. And it was just in beta. So I got it for free. It was just like a pre-release and I, and I read it and it was like, oh my God, this is wild. The Web3, I had no idea. Everything that was developing before our eyes. Um, Who was the I was author? like, I have to get into it. Um, it is Gabriel Rene and Dan Mapes. And this was from what year, this book? Uh, it seems like it came out. That's a great question. Let's see. Will they tell us? Mm. I think the actual release came out 2019. Okay. I think I started, I was reading it earlier than that. Like around 2018, I started searching and I found a podcast then. When I started researching the spatial web and knowing what could happen there and what blockchain was, I was like, okay, I'm going to start looking for art and blockchain and see if there's something as a digital asset. Um, and then I found uh, the Matthew and Rizzle show. Mm -hmm. And I learned about super rare through that. And, and I was like, wow, there's already a platform that feels like, like something I want to be part of. You know, I saw other ones. There was like minty, mintable already. And there was some other things like that. Um, but the one that really called to me was super rare. It had the art up front. It had, you know, really... Uh, it had better, better um, vision towards artists mm -hmm. that I really appreciated. And you're still active with Super Rare. Yeah. That's nice. I, I haven't spent much time with Super Rare, but I have some friends that do a lot of stuff there, like Anne Spalter, for example. Oh, I love Anne. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, a... I had her speak. I had her speak for the Rhode Island School of Design alumni group that I lead also. Mm. It's like, because I was like, wow, she went to RISD a long time ago. And the way she's been a, a digital, an art collector of the digital media from the beginning is yeah. wild. So I made sure to have her show and speak. And it's, mm. it's wild where she comes from. I first encountered her at spring break where she had kind of a physical and digital installation in the entrance way to spring break art fair. Was that in Williamsburg or no? No, that was in oh. sort of in the Times Square area. Oh yes, cool. I think there was like an, an ex uh, magazine office that they had set up all the booths and stuff, if you're familiar That's with so that. That's so cool. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I ran into her I ran into her vacation planets on Kent Avenue in Williamsburg. Mm. Like that's where I'm, that's where I'm from. And mm. um, yeah, mm. first experienced it. So that's kind of what I was saying earlier is that in the art world that was kind of in place before the crypto world sort of joined in, uh, I had been meeting people like Ann Spalter and other people that ended up kind of being part of this continuation of everything and it was like oh yeah okay I know this person I know that person it's becoming a really nice network of of, mm. of thinkers of, of uh, yeah. builders yeah yeah and we're still kind of waiting for certain major galleries and major art magazines to sort of embrace the nft <laughs> space did you hear of a Pace Gallery? I think they're all, they're starting a whole uh, marketplace. Right. I heard a little bit about that. I also mm -hmm. think from what I hear Gagosian is going to be opening something up in that to that in that respect. Oh nice. Yeah. So, you know, it's but they the galleries and you know, they work a bit slower than the auction houses. Oh, you're back. <laughs> Coldy is back. All right. How did it go? Oh, cutting out. So, um, 
Can we hear? Can you hear us, Colby? Well, a bit uh, choppy. Yeah, your audio is a little bit choppy. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of exciting stuff that's going to be uh, coming up, and I think it's sort of uh, it's turning into sort of an or more of an organic process, and it's taking a while to have a kind of integrated art world. It's, it's, uh, it's a big challenge. Uh, I, I've noticed the, the waves of, of the ups and downs of the space, and it's gonna be very difficult mm. <laughs> for a lot of people to, to grasp that part, mm. uh, to see it in a more stable way, mm -hmm. you know, because it's really a, a futuristic thing that we're visualizing here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's a lot of flowing elements that are, that are moving that are mm. not usually moving. Coldy. What is your perception of the art world? Uh, well, I mean, I think that, you know, I, I grew up in, you know, around traditional art, you know, went to art school and, you know, there's the whole thing of, you know, if somehow you, the stars align and you make it into a gallery, um, you know, you're given up half straight off the top and, you know, you're, you're kind of in business right away if you want to like be an artist. So I think, you know, to a lot of, you know, to some people that's, a little bit of a, a lot to take in and i think that with nfts and crypto art we're we're bringing the power back to the people yeah. in a sense that you know, you can use smart contracts and uh you know you're getting 80 percent back if we're talking about i mean it's not about money i'll make that clear right. but you know i've got to make art but at the end of the day right. you're getting much more the lion's share of the creative thought and like the manifestation of that which i think right. is it's a lot for the artist, you know, because it hurts, you know, it's like, I get both sides of the coin, but, you know, it's, I think it makes us a lot, you know, more um, enlivened, you know, it's like, wow, we can control our own destiny. We can have our own smart contracts with different rules and we're our own like entity, which I think mm -hmm. is super, super good for people to get. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also, you know, like you're talking about the traditional world coming in, um, recently I was in a Bonhams auction, which is mind blowing in itself. Like just that, you know, crypto art is being at all talked about by the auction houses, I think is a good move, mm -hmm. but they are still so far behind like current day protocols and like the way it all works that it's, it's just another reminder of that space. And I think that, you know, they're going to grow, they're going to have to adapt but they're coming up against basically the new world where it's like, well, the question now is, do we need the auction houses? Because, you know, we, you know, there's collectors, it's pretty vibrant and there's a lot for the traditional world to learn about in order to get into NFTs. And I think that there's a lot of like kind of fear as well. So the adoption level is a little bit slower because it is kind of newish tech. But the, like the facts behind it, I think kind of worry their infrastructure because they built a lot around that. Mm. Did you hear about the thing with the auction house when they auctioned off the Andy Warhol Amiga computer image? I did, yeah. Did you, they were trying to, somebody uh, looked at it and it was 6,000 and something pixels 
Um, I don't remember the exact pixel yeah. number, but they were yeah. trying to say that there was no such thing as that kind of density at the time that Warhol yeah. made it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, brought, I brought that up with, uh, sorry, uh, really quick. I brought that up with the person who was pitching it to me. I said, right away, I was like, how's it that big? How's the file that big? It's like, and they thought, well, maybe he thought ahead of time. I'm like, bullshit. Like, I, I use those computers. There was no 6,000 pixel. So right there, it's not the original art. Right, right, right there, proof point. Right, so, so if they're coming in and they're being connoisseurs, then be connoisseurs, basically. Yep. I got such a laugh out of that. I thought that was kind of ridiculous and also like, like kind of logical at the same time. I, I can see, I can see why they did it, you know? And I can see uh, the thoughts behind the myths and also, and also why they did it though. Um, I, I get both and I understand uh, why the values somehow like missed because it's not the actual piece because it's not, you know, one for one by mm. the pixel <laughs> uh, conceptually for, for that time and space. Um, but this whole thought of, you know, restoration of artworks, something that we come from the past, you know, something historical needs to be restored because time has, has whittled it away. I feel like they they put that same concept to this, um, but uh, digital uh, because it's that digital nature. You don't need to restore it uh, because uh, what it, how it was created is the piece. So it is it is a conceptual fun uh, challenge and and question here mm. for that because it's I like think... who made those pieces? Mm. Who made the who made the who made the who made the, the, the change into the embellishment, you know, and deciding that? Well, I think there's a kind of a, a, a feeling in the auction house world and in the traditional art world that like, let's position Warhol as being the innovator and founder of everything because there's so many markets that can, that all of that Warhol stuff can kind of be put towards. Well, yeah, they want to keep the keep the name uh, right. relevant. <laughs> but from your perspective, from your guys' perspective, I'll ask Giselle, um, who would you say is um, like one of the, I think Coldy is an early innovator, but when, when would you think that like the actual innovation in the crypto space kind of started? Uh, with... Uh... Bitcoin with uh, the the original um, with the Pepe, you know the those the the original uh, cards. The those are the are the the big groundbreakers that happened. And when was that? That is a great question. I think <sighs> Coldy would know better. I think 2016 or something. Am I am yeah, I wrong yeah. or right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 2016 is was yeah. Pepe's. Mm. Yeah, I mean. I, I could kind of hop in on. So I think it, it's kind of a, a big question because originally the super OG of crypto art was pre NFTs and it's crypto crypto graffiti. Um, and he just dropped a new piece. Um, so there's people, he started in 2014 uh, physical art and then, you know, uh, rare Pepe's was 2016. And then soon after that became like the Ethereum ones with, uh, crypto punks, um, crypto kitties, and then all the marketplaces, right? So there's kind of a, 
Also, mm -hmm. Dada Art. Dada Art oh, is yes, somewhere around right. there, yes, too, 100%. early. Additional mm -hmm. yeah, they were as well. 2018. Yeah, 2018 yeah. Dada. Yep. Yeah. I love when that. you say Dada, what what are you, is that a group of artists? It's a website called Dada Art, where everybody in the world can draw together. It's really mm -hmm. wild. A new way of communicating. So let's talk about what you guys have coming up. First, you, Giselle, and then Coldy. Uh, one of the things that we're both part of is this uh, documentary coming up called I Want My NFT. And it's a, it's a, there's about 10 different artists that we are all collaborating in one piece together. And the documentary is about our journey and what art is. <laughs> and who's directing that? Gemini Rising. Uh, Krista. You know, yeah. yeah, Krista, Krista Schultz, I think it mm -hmm. is her last. Right. She and Van Digital. Are, are running this, I want my NFT, and there's uh, such great people in it. Um, mm. Osanachi Yard, Lawrence Lee, Angie Taylor, there's like um, Coldy, mm. myself, and, Sparrow. Mm -hmm. And when is this coming out and where can we see it? <laughs> that is, a we do not know. It's in mid process mm -hmm. because our artwork comes first and I think right. uh, I have a feeling we're about a third the way to maybe a half mm -hmm. complete. So how does, is it, are, are you being filmed making your work or, I mean, I'm think I'm guessing in the case of Coldy that he wouldn't be appearing on camera or would you be appearing on camera? It's, it's actually our virtual meets. It's like, she's recording everything from, you know, uh, individual interviews to even interviewing all the many of the collectors in the space as well mm -hmm. um, to get perspective and pretty much every meet that we do she's recording and, and taking pieces of each mm. fantastic well i'll let you guys get back to the rest of your day and i'm honored and thankful that you would take the time to talk to everybody today and um, keep me in the loop with what you guys are up to absolutely thanks so much awesome Thanks, yeah, thanks guys. a lot. I appreciate it. Talk to you shortly. Yes. Take All right. Care. Take care. Bye.